0: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'd like to say again what a privilege it is to be here tonight and stand this great pulpit, love and appreciate uh, Pastor White, his family, this great ministry we have uh, enjoyed for so many years, and it's such a privilege to be here tonight. Um, We got here last night, and the room is just... uh, First class and the basket just uh, was made to feel so special. Just getting here and then walking into the house of God and to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. Certainly, is certainly a wonderful thing. I have not grown tired of feeling the presence of God. Amen. I've not grown tired of being among God's people. Praise the Lord. Amen. I love being in the church. I've I've been raised in the church all of my life. I've, I've, uh, I've been in church. And young folks, I want to tell you, this is where it's at. You just ought to pray for God to give you a love for His church and His kingdom and the truth. Amen. And um, I told somebody recently, uh, we're from South Georgia, and uh, it gets awfully hot in Georgia around this time of the year. Isn't that right, Brother Trevino? And uh, the other day, I was sitting in a service. It was on a Saturday and there were so many people in the building that the air conditioning couldn't keep up with the, with the crowd. And uh, uh, it was somewhere around 82 degrees in that building. And everybody that, that uh, sang or thought they could sing got a chance to sing. And they sang as long as they wanted to sing. They sang every verse two or three times. And everybody that could preach and everybody that thought they could preach got a chance to stand behind the pulpit. And, uh, and they took their time and they preached everything they knew, I believe. And I got a revelation in the midst of sitting there listening to people go on and on and on and listening to singers go on and on and on and sitting there with sweat and mopped off my forehead I got a revelation I love church I mean I love church I don't have to be preaching to love church I don't have to be singing to love church it doesn't have to be the right temperature to love church I love apostolic church I love the shouting I love the preaching I love the talking in tongues I love apostolic worship. I love everything about it. I love church. And if you want to still be living for God 10 years from now, fall in love with church. If you want to still be serving God 25 years from now, just fall in love with having church. When you love it, you won't miss very many services. When you love it, you won't look for an excuse not to be there. When you love it, you'll be here. And you'll act like you're glad to be here. Amen. 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 Well, 2 uh, Samuel chapter number 3. I am, uh, I'm going to do something tonight that I've always been told that I'm not supposed to do. But uh, I'm, I'm going to preach a message that I have not preached before. And uh, I, I have wrestled and struggled. My, my better judgment says I ought to go with something that I've preached and has been tried and proven. Uh, but uh, I found out a long time ago it's best to obey what you feel. That God has laid on your heart Than to always go with better judgment So uh, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to endeavor to obey the Lord tonight And I hope you'll help me preach uh, For a few moments tonight we, we went through all the trouble We got cleaned up, got dressed and Went through, no telling how much traffic you've been through To get here to church we might as well just go ahead and have church while we're here tonight. Praise God. Second Samuel chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Now there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Verse number 6, And it came to pass while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. And to save time, I'm going to move down to verse number 12. It says, And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, Whose is the land? Saying, Also, make thy league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee to bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, Well, I will make a league with thee, but one thing I require of thee. That is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou first bring Michal, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife, Michal, which I espoused to me for an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, even from Phaltiel, the son of Laish. And her husband went with her along, weeping behind her to Bahurim. Then said Abner unto him, Go, return. And he returned. And then again, moving down to verse number 21. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel unto my Lord the King, that they may make a league with thee, and that thou mayest reign over all that thine heart desireth. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. I want to preach this subject with the help of the Lord. I'd like to preach to you tonight not one more day in Saul's house. Not one more day in the house of Saul. Why don't you turn to someone close to you, shake their hand, and I want you to look them in the eye and tell them I'm not spending one more day in Saul's house. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Do you want the Lord to talk to you tonight? Do you want the Lord to strengthen you and touch you and help you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your touch. We thank you for the gathering of your people. We pray today that you would touch our hearts. God, that somehow we'd be able to hear what the Spirit would say to the church today give us the ears to hear not only ears to hear but god i pray that you'd give us a heart to respond and a willingness to receive what you have to give to us tonight god we give you the praise for it we thank you for it we worship you for it you're a great god you're the almighty god you know exactly what we need today thank you jesus We praise your name and bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I read of a preacher's prayer one time. It said, uh, Lord, fill my mind with worthwhile stuff and nudge me please when I've said enough. So that's my prayer tonight. This is a story about two kingdoms. It's a kingdom uh, under the rule and reign of a man by the name of Saul. And also a kingdom uh, called the kingdom of David. A story of uh, two kingdoms. Here is... Uh, what is called the house of Saul on one hand. On the other hand, is called the house of David. Of course, I'm sure that most of us, we've heard preaching uh, on the life of Saul and the actions of Saul. And, and uh, we understand that Saul was a man that though he started out humble and though he started out small in his own sight, We understand that Saul began to take uh, a wayward path and that Saul began to be self-willed and Saul began to be uh, rebellious in his spirit and Saul began to be disobedient and he died a disgrace because of his self-will and his rebellion and his disobedience. And so when, when you see the house of Saul, you, you understand everything that goes with what is called the house of Saul. Right. It is a type in Scripture of the kingdom of the flesh. Yes, it is a type of uh, the kingdom of self-willed humanity. Right. Right. And uh, then on the other hand, we read about the house of David. Of course, we understand that David was a man after God's own heart. We understand that David uh, was an individual who would pursue the presence of God. Uh, David was the one who brought the Ark of the Covenant. He initiated bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the city of Jerusalem and placing a tabernacle there where people could worship and they could praise God. It was David that instituted the the musical instruments and the singing that went on that became a part of the service and the worship to Jehovah God. That before David came around, they just uh, they had their rituals and they had their tabernacle, but there really wasn't heartfelt worship. But David was a worshipper. He was a man that felt after God. He was a man that pursued the presence of God. And God liked that about David. Amen. And so it seems that when, when you see the house of Saul, it seems to be a type of the kingdom of the flesh. And then when you see the house of David, it seems to be a type of the kingdom of the Spirit. And so I read to you about uh, a time in uh, the people of God's history that... that uh, That these two kingdoms, they existed simultaneously. That they dwelt uh, side by side. And the people of God, they either chose one house or the other. Or they lived in one kingdom or the other. You were either uh, under the rulership of the house of Saul. Or you were under the reign of the house of David. You were in one or the other and the bible said that there was long war between the house of david and the house of saul there was long war i'm not talking about just a little skirmish i'm not talking about a minor battle i'm not talking about just uh, uh, a a uh, a conflict that lasted just a little bit but there was long war between the house of saul And the house of David. And I want to tell you tonight that it is a battle that is still going on today. There's still long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. There is still a battle going on between the kingdom of the flesh and the kingdom of the spirit. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, it's a battle that I want to win. It's a battle that I want the Spirit to win. I want the will of God to win in my life. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, when you got in church, you signed up for a battle, brother. When you got the Holy Ghost, you signed up to be a soldier in this war. This is not easy street. This is not fun and games. We're in a war tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The book of Galatians says that that this I say then, Paul wrote, he said, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh or the desires of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Within every heart, within every life, within every individual, there is a battle going on between the flesh and the spirit. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 5, he said, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. I believe there's some young folks at Youth Alive 2010. I believe there's some saints at Youth Alive that's after the Spirit. I want to be after the Spirit. There's some folks don't worship very much because they're after the flesh. But there's some folks came in here looking for victory. Say, God, I'm after the spirit. There's some folks bored by church. But there's other folks that says, this is my lifeline. This is where my victory is. I'm after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. There's some folks that it takes the right song to move them. It it takes a certain personality in the pulpit to stir them up. It it takes the right kind of preaching to get them on their feet. But there's some folks, they know what a struggle they've got. And they know what a battle that they're going through. And that they, they know the kind of help that they need. And they walk into an apostolic service. God, I'm after the Spirit. You said they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit... It doesn't matter who's in the pulpit... I want to be after the Spirit. It doesn't matter who is singing. I want to be after the Spirit. It doesn't matter what's going on in the church service. I want to be after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The Apostle Paul uses another terminology. He says, for to be carnally minded. To be carnally minded. It means simply to be... Fleshly minded. doesn't always mean sinfully minded. It just means to be fleshly minded. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You know, it doesn't take the devil to be an enemy to God. It doesn't take the, the devil coming into a service to oppose the preaching and the work of the Holy Ghost and to oppose the will of God for any particular service. All it takes is carnality. The carnal mind is an enemy. It is enmity. It is an enemy to everything that God is and that God does and that God says. If God says up, carnality says down. If God says right, carnality says left. If God says yes, carnality says no. That's why... We've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. That's why we got to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. That's why we've got to have the Spirit. So I can get agreement with the will of God. So I can get in agreement with what is preached. So I can get in agreement with the Word. So I can get in agreement with what the Spirit is doing in the church. i got to be full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, I could tell you spooky stories about the devil. I could tell you about demons and I could tell you about spirits. And, and yes, they are real. And yes, there is a real devil. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to have just as much trouble out of your flesh as anything. You let your flesh go without praying. You let your flesh go without church. You let your flesh go without worship. You let your flesh go without being renewed in the Holy Ghost. And it's going to start opposing. Hey, what comes across the pulpit will quit making sense to you. And if what is preached begins to to, to not make sense and, and you somehow cannot get an agreement with what is preached, it may be you need to find the altar and pray back through. Hallelujah. It takes the Holy Ghost. You cannot please God in your fleshliness. You cannot please God in your carnality. You cannot please God in your humanity. They that are in the flesh. says brethren we are debtors not to the flesh you don't owe your flesh anything your flesh thinks that you owe it comfort your flesh thinks you ought to go easy on it your flesh thinks you ought to look out for number one but we don't owe the flesh anything We owe Him everything. We are debtors. We are indebted today. We are indebted today. It's not tough to get people to worship that realize I'm indebted today. It's not hard to get people to pray that understand I am indebted. Oh, hallelujah. All that God has done for me. All that God has given me. All that God has provided for me. I owe Him everything. God cannot ask too much out of me. Hallelujah. Amen. We're debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I want to tell you today, it takes more than being religious minded. Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7 is about the religious mind. The struggle between the religious mind and sin the good that I would. I can't do it. What I say I'll never do again. It's what I end up doing. I find a law in me warring against the law of my mind when I would do good evil is present with me so with the mind I serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin what is he talking about? was a religious mind he could read scripture but it takes more than reading scripture he understood the law of Moses but it took more than the law of Moses he understood morals and principles but it's more than understanding morals and principles he had to get a grasp on what it took to be an overcomer. And that's why Romans 7 moves into Romans 8 and says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. It's not a battle of the religious mind against the flesh. It's a battle of the Spirit against the flesh. Oh, and if I can be full of the Holy Ghost, if I can be full of the Spirit, I can be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. The setting of our story today is two kingdoms. The house of Saul, the house of David. Second Samuel chapter number 3 said that the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. And the house of David waxed greater and greater. One kingdom was going down and the other kingdom was going up. There was a mighty man by the name of Abner who had been attached to Saul for a long time. He was captain of the host. He was leader of the army. He was a personal advisor and confidant to King Saul. The setting of our story finds that Saul is dead. And Abner has so much collateral with the people of Israel He has so much influence. He has so much sway with the elders of Israel that the Bible said that Abner made Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, king. He made him king over uh, Gilead. He made him king over the Asherites. He made him king over uh, Benjamin. And it gives several of the distinct tribes there and then says, and over all of Israel, that Abner had uh, enough uh, power and enough uh, enough, say so with the people of Israel, that he made Ishbosheth the next king, and so it was with abner 's push and with abner 's uh, arm twisting of the elders that they acquiesce and they make Ishbosheth king. The Bible then says that that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. That Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. You better be careful what you give your talent and your potential and your strength to. Amen. You better better make your priorities the kingdom of the Spirit. Because everything that's attached to the flesh is going to pass away. Everything that you can gain in this world, it's only temporary. You better hit your wagon to a different star. Set your mind, your affections on things that are above. Not on things of this earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to tell you. uh, I'm going to tell you, Abner. He, even though he was a talented man, even though he was an influential man, he attached himself to the wrong house. Abner, the house of Saul is getting weaker. God's blessings are over here on the house of David. Abner, the house of Saul is not going to be a long-standing dynasty what is on the rise is what's going over here, going on over here in the house of David. If you could just realize it, Abner, you're coming to a dead-end road. If you could just understand it, Abner, you're giving all of your potential to a lost cause. Why don't you get over here in the house of David? David's going somewhere, Abner. Abner, I know you're a great man. I know you've got potential. I know you've got a future. But you don't have much of a future outside of the house of David. Hallelujah. Yeah, man, sad thing is, I've seen people with a lot of potential, I've seen folks that look like they have. A glorious future but they they place their bet on the house of Saul all right. Talk about it, they decide I'm going to do what I want to do you know pastor after all I, I'm not so sure there is a God you you know I, I uh, I've got some hey I'll always I've had others. I, hey, I'll always believe there's one God. I, I just don't want to live for Him right now. I, I'll never be anything but apostolic. I'm going to tell you, when you get head over heels in the house of Saul, you don't know where you'll end up. Hallelujah. Oh, that's why you need to be here every time the doors are open. You need to be a part of every service. You need to be involved in everything going on around the church. Why do I need to? You need to be in the house of David. That's where the blessing is. That's where the future is. That's where the promise is. Oh, I'm going to tell you. I'm so glad. Hey, I can't testify That I did everything right. I can't say I was a perfect young person. I can't say that. uh, hey. But I'm so glad in those tough years. When the world was pulling on me. And when the world looked more attractive than the church did. And sin looked like it had more appeal than what holiness did. I'm so glad something kept me through those troublesome years. And I'm so glad I made some decisions back then to get over here in the house of David when I kept looking over at the kingdom of Saul. And it looked like they had more fun in the house of Saul. And it looked like all the ones that were cool were in the house of Saul. But thank God I got over here in the house of David. Thank God I didn't didn't marry a girl that was in the house of Saul. Thank God. Thank God I didn't backslide to the house of Saul when some of my friends backslid. I'm telling you, young folks, I couldn't see at 15, 16, 17, 18, I couldn't see some of the blessings I'm enjoying today. Because of some decisions I made when I was a teenager. I'm, I'm not going that way. I mean I mean there were there were young folks I was raised with. I I was trying to live for God and no I wasn't perfect and no, hey, I'm telling you, I made my share of mistakes, but I'm gonna tell you, it was young folks that it looked like they were getting by. I thought they were getting by. I, I did. I thought they were getting by, but I'd so much rather be enjoying blessings I'm enjoying today than to be where they are tonight. I want to tell you something. You you can you can play games as long as you're in the house of Saul, but the games you play will lead you to defeat. The games you play will end up in your defeat. Abner goes and meets with Joab one day. Joab was captain for, for David's army. Abner was captain over over the son of Saul's army. And they gather their men around the pool of Gibeon, I believe it is. And, and uh, Joab's men were on one side of the pool Abner's men were on the other side of the pool. And Abner spoke up and said, Let's let's let the young men play some war games. Let's, Let's let them put on a battle. Hey, let's play a game, Joab. Let's play a game. This is just a game. 12 of Joab's men squared off against 12 of Abner's men and all 12 of Abner's men went down and it got bigger than 12 against 12 it turned into an all out battle you see because the war was deeper than just a game this is war young folks this ain't a game don't play games with God Don't play games with church Don't, don't play games with your soul don't, 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 don't tread on the mercy of a pastor And a pastor's wife Don't, don't do that Don't get up on, on the uh, platform And sing or play instruments And then go play games with your soul get up and act like you're a leader in spiritual things and then go hang out with other young people and act like you don't even have anything this is a battle, this is not a game this is serious business There's some games you're not tough enough for. There's some games you're not strong enough for. You're not intelligent enough for. Come on, Joab. Let's play a game. And before the fight was over, Abner was running for his life. He was running for his life. And before that day was over, there were 19 of Joab's men that were slain but there were 360 of Abner's choice warriors that had fallen playing games cost him dearly and I want to tell you as long as you're attached to Saul's house the games you play are going to cost you far more dearly than what you ever intended Oh, it's just a laugh Oh, it's just a thrill Oh, it's just something funny But I'm going to tell you It's going to cost you far more, Abner. The games you play in Saul's house Are going to lead to your defeat, Abner. Abner is running. He's running for his life, and the little brother of Joab. The Bible said he was as light a foot as a wild roe, means he could run like a deer. He was one of the fastest in the army, and Azahel he was running. He was chasing Abner, and Abner, Azahel was not the warrior that Abner was. Asahel uh, he he was he was not the the accomplished. Uh, tough guy that his brother Joab was, but he could run, and he was overtaking Abner Abner was running from a losing battle and I'm going to tell you you can, you can think you're running from a losing battle, but you're just going to get into greater losses yes, yes, and greater disappointments, yes, yes. and the Bible says that Abner is running, and he's trying to get away, and he turns around and he said uh, hey 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 hey, are are you as a hell? he said, yes, I am' He said, turn aside, son. He said, no, I'm not going to turn aside. He said, turn aside. He said, no, I'm not going to turn aside. He said, I don't want to kill you. He said, I'm not going to turn aside. He said, I, I, I'm, I, 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 how am I ever going to face your brother Joab? You see, because living in Saul's house, living in Saul's house, will get you caught up a lot deeper than you ever intended to get involved. It'll get you further than you ever thought you'd be involved. He's looking back. I, I, I don't want to... If I kill his brother, Joab's going to have me. If I go through with this and save my own life, I, I I'm gonna live jumping at every shadow that comes around me. I I never intended it to go this far. I never intended to get this involved. I never I, I never thought I would be ending up with such dire consequences. I want to tell you, Abner, tonight. If you stay too long in Saul's house, you'll get caught up a lot deeper than you ever intended. You'll go further. You'll have far more guilt than you ever reckoned on. I I had a man one time, this has been several years ago now, but he used to call me from prison. And... Uh, and he would call me, he would say, Pastor Weeks, why did God let this happen to me? Why did this, why did God allow this? I said, tell me your story, what happened? He said, well, he said, I, I went to take a friend uh, to somewhere he needed to go. And I, coming back home, I stopped by a little roadside tavern or what have you. And he said, I walked in. And he said, I I walked in. There were several people there uh, in the little dining room there. And he said, I saw an old friend from elementary school, an old acquaintance from elementary school. And he said, uh, I, I remembered when I saw his face, I remembered one time that that guy held me down and sucker punched me. He said, I was just a kid, but I never forgot it. He said, I don't ever forget a slight. And he said, I hadn't seen that guy in years. He said, now I'm a lot bigger than he is. Time to even the score. He said, I walked over there and grabbed him by his collar and slammed him against the wall and said, you remember me? Yeah, I do. He said, you remember what you did to me? He said, no, I don't. He said, you sucker punched me when we were just 10 years old or whatever it was. And he said, now I'm going to pay you back. Pow! And before he knew it, federal agents were everywhere. Put your hands behind your back. These are your rights. You have the right to remain silent. Everything you say can be, will be used against you in the court of law, blah, 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 blah. And, and they hauled him off. And he didn't realize it, but he was tampering with a federal witness in a narcotic sting just about to go down. And they lined him up with all the rest of the drug dealers and all. It was a pretty big operation. And he just so happened to be stopping by the wrong place at, at the, at the uh, wrong time. And, uh, and they said, he's their muscle man. He said, I, I don't even know these people. I said, God didn't do that to you. The minute you let your temper got out, get out of the way, and say I'm on a, even an old score, you, you let your flesh get out of the way and took things in your own hands. He said, I, "But but I, I never intended it to be like this." I, he said, "He said, Pastor, I am I, I'm a Marine. I have been honorably discharged from the Marines. I fought in Iraq. I, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a decorated uh, veteran." And he said, I look on the... And and I went to his trial. I was there. and, And sure enough, it said the United States against Eric Corbett. He said, my government is against me. You know what? Just one time, letting the flesh get out of hand. And it went a lot further than he ever thought it would go. And it cost him a whole lot more than he thought it would ever cost him. Amen. You play games that end up getting you defeated. You get caught up in things you never intended to get involved in. And uh, and finally, finally, the, the third thing I want to mention about Abner being in the house of Saul. One day, the very one, the very... One that he had made king, the very one that he had declared to to Gilead, to the Asherites, to the tribe of Benjamin, to all of Israel, the very one that he had declared, all of them. Let's make him king. Let's put the crown on his head. Let's make him uh, the 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 ruler in the place of Saul. Let's 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 exalt this guy Ishbosheth, the very one that he had helped and the very one that he thought was his buddy. Ishbosheth turns on him. And says, you have stolen my father's concubines. Now the Bible doesn't tell us whether the accusation was true or whether it was false. We just know there was an accusation. But with Abner, the accusation was more than he could stand. Can I tell you that you will not just play games that defeat you, you will not just get involved deeper than what you intend, but the accusation will be more than you can stand. You know, I'm amazed sometimes. I'm amazed sometimes young folks get kind of cold, and, and they, they, go, they, they, they go hang around kids that are known for doing drugs. And then they, they get indignant. Well, why would I be accused of doing drugs? I can't believe somebody'd think I did that. That's just my cousin, and that's just his friend. And and we just I just stayed over there all night the other night, and y'all would think I'm doing. Amen. A pastor gets concerned about you running with somebody that's backslid or half backslid. and I, oh, I wouldn't do nothing. I wouldn't. Well, I can't believe you think. If you live very long in the house of Saul, the accusations are going to come. The accusations are going to find you. That's why you need to be with Holy Ghost young people. That's why you need to be with church people. That's why you need to be selective and careful about the friends that you choose. Woo, hallelujah. Finally. Abner finally Abner Wisened up finally Abner Woke up and he looked around And said you know what the house of Saul Is going down the house of Saul Is not where it's happening The house of David Is what's taking place the house of David is going up I'm not Going to spend another day in the house Of Saul I have spent my Last day defending the house Of Saul I'm going to get over here in the house Of David for a while I'm going to take my living to a higher level That's what some of you need to do. You need to make up your mind. I'll spend my last day in the house of Saul. I'm not living under the condemnation anymore. I'm not living under the burden of guilt anymore. I'm not living under the suspicion anymore. I'm going to live in the house of David. Hallelujah. Yeah, man, you can be seated just just for another moment. I'm I'm just about to wrap up. And Abner said, David, I've decided. I ain't defending the house of Saul anymore. I want to be a part of the kingdom of David. David didn't say, "Woo, man, we've been waiting on you. Oh, Abner, I didn't know if we could make it without you. Let me tell you, the church can make it with or without me. The church can do without my singing. The church can do without my preaching. The church can do without my talent. The church can do without my expertise. But I can't do it without the church. I can't make it without the church. Hallelujah. David said, well, if you want to be in the house of the anointing, I got some things I'm going to require of you. (laughs) Can I tell you that God is a God of requirements? This religious world has got it all wrong. They think that you decide what you want in a church and you shop the churches that are closer to the list that you've made up of what you expect out of the clergy and out of a particular assembly. But they've got it all wrong. It's God who makes the requirements. And He has always made the requirements. God is a particular God. God is a specific God. Yes, He is. I'm telling you, when He sold Noah to build an ark, He gave him the dimensions. He gave him the height. He gave him how many stories. He told him where the door was to be. He told him where the window was to be. He gave him all of the details. And I want to tell you, God is still a detailed God. If you're going to be in His kingdom, you've got to measure up to His standard. You've got to measure up to His requirements. Amen. God gave the details for the tabernacle to, uh, to Moses. Every piece of furniture, every color scheme, uh, the garments of the priest. Uh, the altar, uh, the way the altar was to be approached, uh, the way the sacrifice was to be placed on the altar uh, what kind of animals were acceptable and what was unacceptable. I'm telling you, God is a particular God and it is no different in the New Testament Uh, if you want to be in the church uh, if you want to be in the kingdom uh, it's still, God is particular you got to repent of your sins Uh, you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Spirit. Holy Ghost, Hallelujah. Amen. David, what do I need to do? Well, Abner, what Saul. Sent away. And what Saul got rid of, you've got to bring back. What the house of the flesh, <laughs> what the house of the flesh abandoned from David, David said, Abner, if you're going to get back in the house of David, you've got to, you've got to defeat the will of the flesh. You've got to bring, secondly, you have got to bring the king what he requires. Hey, I'm going to tell you, God's not interested. God is not impressed with our talent. God is not impress, impressed with what our IQ is. I'll tell you what, he is impressed with a broken and a contrite spirit a surrendered heart that says, God, I'll do your will. God, I'll surrender to what the pastor's been preaching. I'll do it, God. I'm going to bring the king. I want to be in the house of David. I've got to bring the king what the king requires. And you know, bringing Michael, bringing her on the road to a reunion with David, here comes... The old bozo that Saul had given her to in taking her away from David, and man, he is a crying. Ooh, don't leave me, baby. Ooh, you picked the fine time to leave me, Lucille. Ooh, who's gonna iron my clothes, my you? Who's gonna burn the toast in the morning, Michael? Who am I gonna up and fuss at when I'm grouchy? <laughs> and I'm telling you, he won't leave it alone. Hey, that's kind of like what your past will do when you're trying to get, trying to get into that kingdom. Trying to get into the things of the Spirit. The old voice of the past. It just keeps calling to you. It just keeps reminding you. If it can't bring you back into the sweet of yesterday, it will try to remind you of the bitterness of yesterday. If it can't entice you into the good times of yesterday, it'll try to make you feel burdened and defeated about the mistakes of yesterday. The voice of the past, it'll just hound you every step of the way. It'll just cry after you all along the road to getting back to in God where you need to be. But that's where Adner stepped up and said... Go back home, buddy. The voice of the past is fixing to be silenced. You just go back home. You've said your last word. You've cried your last tear. It's time for you to go back home. We're going to the king's house. We're going to go to the house of David where there's victory and where there's blessing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, stand with me, I'm through, I'm through today, praise God. I wonder if there's somebody in this place today that'll make up your mind, maybe a young person, maybe a not so young person that's heard the voice of the Spirit today. More than just the words of a preacher, I hope you've heard the voice of the Spirit Something will rise up inside of you and say, I'm not spending one more day in the house of Saul. Saul is where, that's where rebellion is. Saul is where self-will is. Saul, the house of Saul, that's where, that's where you don't need the preacher. You, you offer your own sacrifices. Saul, the kingdom of Saul, that's where you say, come on and walk with me. Let's, let's put on a good show. Let's make it look like everything's all right, even when it's not all right. But I'm going to tell you, there ought to be some young folks today that to make up your mind, this is my last day in the house of Saul. There's some things going to change. Pastor, my attitude's going to be different. My heart is going to be different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody like to respond to this preaching tonight. I don't know what you normally do. I don't know how you normally respond. Amen. But I wonder if there's anybody that begin to make your way toward this front. I wonder if there's anybody that reach out to the Lord tonight. Is there somebody that needs to repent of your attitude? Need to repent of your focus? You need to repent of some things that you've gotten caught up in? You're on a dead-end street, young person. You're on a dead-end street, young person. Is there anybody that needs to be renewed in the Holy Ghost? need to be renewed in your desire today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you make up your mind? Why don't you make up your mind? I'm not letting the wrong people influence me anymore. I'm tired of disappointing myself. I'm tired of being a disappointment. To those that had high hopes for me. Oh. I'm not living this way anymore. I'm not living this way anymore. I'm tired of being in and out. I'm tired of being inconsistent. I'm tired of being hot and cold. I'm tired of not being dependable. I'm tired of not being reliable. Oh God. Created me a clean heart. Oh, God, renew a right spirit within me. Make me a stable saint of God. Make me a dedicated saint of God. Let there be a spirit of consecration in my life like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I've let the flesh have too much say-so. I've let the flesh, my own feelings, control my attitude. And control my spirit. I surrender to you today. I surrender to you today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh. Yes Lord. Woo. Shandala Hallelujah. 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 Yes. I will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah.